Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clue series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. Al, how's your day going? Sun shining. It looks like a great weekend. What do you say? Yeah, yeah we were just talking about that. And I think we're all looking forward to some nice spring weather. Hopefully, we'll we'll get a little bit this weekend. So I think uh, I think we're all just uh, we're starved for, to be able to get outside and put winter behind us and start talking about spring. Yeah, no kidding. And and speaking of spring, nothing goes finer than some yard work and a, and a nice cold one after. So I'm super excited about today's guest. Joining us today is Alan Wood, CEO of Rally Beer Company. Obviously, Alan loves to drink beer, loves to linger at the trailhead after a really good bike ride. We had some great conversations. I can't wait to get into it today with Alan. And Alan has over 10 years of experience where he worked with the startup businesses that range from consumers goods, supply chain technology, and telemedicine. So this guy's been around. Welcome to the show, Alan. Hey, Robin and Al. Thanks for having me. Really excited to chat with you guys about you know the beginning of spring and Hopefully a little bit about rally beer and employee benefits. I think it's all uh, you know part of the journey. So yeah, excited to be here this morning. Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's jump into it. What is rally beer? And part two to that question: How did you come up with the idea of combining electrolytes and beer? Because I don't think when we announced that you were on the show and we're talking about beer today, people had any idea we're going to be talking about electrolytes because traditionally those two don't go together. So how did this all start? Yeah, absolutely. So Rally Beer, we're a unique kind of player in the craft beer business. Essentially, what we're doing is we're building kind of a new category within beer, often referred to as functional beer, but it also kind of falls under the umbrella of another buzzword out there that's like better for you beer. So you've definitely seen, you know, the Michelob Ultras of the world. They're sort of pushing their low-cal, low-carb beverage as a better for you kind of alternative to your traditional beers. And what we've done with Rally is we've taken better for you. We take it from a different perspective. And so we're actually looking at, you know, how can we make beer better for you in different ways than just kind of going for the low calorie. So we're developing functional beers, which means we brew with unique ingredients that have functional benefits. And our flagship, which you've already called out, is designed to be rich in electrolytes. So we're, we're really excited about our flagship beer that we launched in July of the pandemic. And it's been quite the journey so far. We were chatting about this. And after after we got off our first phone call, I was thinking about my own journey and where this would have been so appealing to me. And I wish I had known about it back then or it existed back then. And I'm so happy it does now. Two passions I had in my life in terms of athletics. Uh, I was a lifelong martial artist and rolling uh, in jujitsu. We call it rolling in jujitsu. It's sparring, but rolling with your, you know, your thick gi on and you're in a, you're in a hot dojo and you're trying to kill each other. You know, you're in your teammates nicely. Of course, you're trying to kill each other and you go four or five rounds and those are five minute rounds. Boy, oh boy, nothing would have tasted better 
in a nice cold beer. And if it had electrolytes to put in everything you just lost, wow, that would have been awesome. So I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling that way. And the other world where I see this is very appealing too, is because people are very aware of what they're putting into their bodies is CrossFit. And, you know, maybe CrossFit, there's been an evolution in CrossFit, but, you know, that type of workout and those and um, the community that they built and, and the people who like that fitness lifestyle, certainly this would be appealing to them in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I'll give you a little bit of the genesis of Rally. This idea was really born on the bike saddle. So I was out doing a 760 kilometer bike packing trip. It's called the Butter Tart 700. It pieces together the Bruce Trail, small fire roads, kind of 90% gravel and off-road. And as a result, I had far too much time on my hands to think. And it was also the first trip where I was really learning about nutrition. I was putting electrolyte tablets in my water bottle all day, reading labels on interesting bars and, and different energy gels. And at the same time, as the day would you know, naturally come to a close, I'd be trying to find a, a little pub in a small town to sort of cap off the day and, and kind of have that moment of reflection. So the idea behind Rally is that people are already you know, enjoying beer. It's a very culturally important beverage. We wanted to do something different, something a little bit better for you with it. And, you know, even beyond the actual functional benefits in that our beer is rich in electrolytes, it's really about creating a lifestyle brand that's a platform to inspire people to get active, go on a bigger adventure, pursue their passion. And Rally for me was really the marriage of a couple different passions I had, one being for craft beer, the other being for kind of action adventure sports. So been really fortunate to find a, a product that marries them so well. It's very cool that you've been able to do that. And and one of the things that, you know, is, as much as I could say, hey, it'd be great to have something that after training that replaces some of those electrolytes, at the end of the day, it's 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 got to taste good. So the craft beer perspective, it, at the end of the day, that the taste has to be there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of goal number one, got to have a great tasting beer. Goal number two was we wanted to have sort of that bonus item associated with it. And what we're doing with Rally as a whole is we're focusing on kind of being on that bleeding edge of unique and crazy ingredients. So we've got a beer in the works that's, you know, we're incorporating different types of mushrooms for, for their adaptogen qualities. We are looking at lower calorie, lower alcohol, and even non-alcoholic options as well, just as we start to kind of expand our portfolio. And certainly our dream to be known for much more than electrolytes plus beer. We want to have a different type of beer for many occasions, but all of which would have that edge over our competitor, being that there's a functional benefit associated. For sure, for sure. We'll talk a lot offline a little bit because I can relate to your story about to riding the trails. I'm not a gravel rider, but I do ride on the road. I've done a, a few of those types, just like you described, you know, you're in the saddle for long hours, you get to the destination. First thing you look for is a little pub to kind of sit down. And, uh, you know, I can relate to going through the, the nutrition because once you've been riding for four hours, you definitely need to replenish your body. So I can relate to all that. We'll talk offline a little bit. Definitely. Uh, but I want to, I do want to talk to, uh, ask you, tell us a little bit about you. You know, what are you curious about? Why? Give us a little bit of insight into who you are. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what's led me down this path is that curiosity, be it specifically with Rally, learning about nutrition, very intrigued by all these new products that were coming out there to enable these bigger and bigger adventures on your bike in that, you know, you're putting electrolytes in your water, maybe you're eating a maple syrup gel with ginger and sea salt, avoid the dreaded kind of bonk that sometimes happens after four hours on a bike. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. But it also goes back to the, even the beginning of my career. You know, I went away to university overseas. I went to school in Scotland, earned a master's in economics, you know, had a great time, didn't know anyone in the country, had a blast just kind of learning about new cultures, meeting people from all over Europe and all over the world. And, you know, when I came home, sort of with that master's in economics, I was sort of slated to head into maybe finance or banking. But instead, I decided to, you know, peel back the curtain on the craft brewing industry. So I did spend back in 2010, about a year apprenticing a brewmaster, learning how to make beer, learning kind of all the ins and outs of that business. I was really been about getting my hands dirty and kind of learning the, the actual actions associated behind the scenes. You know, you see a product on shelf. And what interests me is all the stuff that goes into getting it there. How is the product actually made? What are the ingredients and processes and learning about kind of how to package it? So the string of my career was always about just following some of those curiosities. And I've always been a guy that loves to peel back the curtain and and get into the supply chain side of things and and kind of learn something new. As I'm listening, and we'll talk offline about Scotland, because that's where my family is from. So I'd love to I'd love to chat with you about that as well. But I'm always curious about the journey of the entrepreneur. And Al and I were chatting earlier about probably the best thing for a young entrepreneur is to be naive. Because sometimes as you, as you get five years into it, you think, geez, if I knew I it'd be it. all this kind of ups and downs and obstacles, geez, I don't know if I would have done it. So it's, it's actually good that you're naive in the beginning. But maybe talk to us about what are some of the obstacles that you faced and how did you overcome them? Every day, I think there's a new obstacle. Some of them are just the in the nature of having a startup business. Some are due to the complexity of working in a, in a pretty highly regulated industry, such as beverage alcohol. So we've definitely had our fair share. One of the funniest stories early on was we've always been great at developing brand and marketing and, and kind of coming up with the story. So when we were pitching this idea to the LCBO about a year ago, we got really far down the process. We're talking to the head office, you know, category managers at the LCBO. They're loving the community we're going to build. We're talking about this really innovative product and it's a new purchasing occasion. We weren't coming out with an IPA that, that's just going to cannibalize some other IPA sale for them. And I remember sitting down to what I thought would be one of the final meetings before we kind of got a decision from them. And they kicked it off by saying, look, we love everything you're doing, but what you've proposed is completely illegal. And uh, had me immediately on my heels. And basically the backstory there is that it is illegal to fortify an alcoholic beverage with vitamins or minerals. And admittedly so, early days, you know, I was just developing some of my favorite pale ale and IPA recipes, and we were going to add unflavored electrolytes to those drinks. And fair enough, that, that was turned out to be illegal. But I was able to kind of think on my toes and immediately pivot, you know, let them know, no, 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 we're going to actually be brewing with unique superfood ingredients. And we're going to accomplish that electrolyte composition through the natural brewing process. So that kicked off kind of a whole set of activities that I wasn't sure I was going to need to do in that I had to kind of pull up my my old home brewing chops more and start developing recipes. And that's how we landed on our kind of flagship beer in that we brew with Newfoundland sea salts, obviously very rich in sodium, which is important and black currant, which is quite the superfood in and of itself in that it's rich in potassium, magnesium, calcium, even other types of antioxidants. So as a result, we were able to come out with a really unique beer. It's got a bit of a unique flavor profile, but super delicious and probably even a better for you option than kind of where we, we began with. So I'm a big believer in just kind of attacking those, those obstacles head on. A little bit of naivete maybe goes a long way and just thinking that you can get through it. 
that was one of the early ones that still to this day amazed that we even got past that meeting with the LCBO. I love hearing stories like that because, you know, I, I don't care what business you're in. If you're an entrepreneur, you have an, an idea for a business, you are not going to have that straight shot to success. There's going to be ups and downs and days where you wonder, what the heck am I doing? And obstacles and people around you that maybe necessarily question what you're doing. And and I, I always find it interesting. And you said, you know, you you thought on your toes and you're able to pivot right there. And, and that's such a such an important skill. And, and, and I hope if people are listening that are young and, and have some ideas for a business, just know there are people out here like ourselves, like Alan, that have had to face those obstacles and, and have to decide, okay, uh, here's an obstacle. What do I do now? And as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't say, okay, I give up on my idea, you will find a way. I mean, the human mind is amazing. As long as you ask it to find out, how can I use this? How can I go around this? Who can I reach out to for help around this? You will find an answer. Your mind will always find an answer for you. So I think that's a really inspiring story. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Just keeping one foot in front of the other sometimes goes a long way. There's a point where I said early on to my co-founders, like, look, at a certain point, you know, perfect is the enemy of done. And we got to get a product to market and start really learning with true feedback from customers as well as other stakeholders like the LCBO itself. Another kind of quick story, kind of early mistake we made is we're designing the packaging. It looks great on our computer screen. We're all like, yeah, this is amazing, super unique branding and whatnot. And we go to launch and then we realize, oh, okay, well, the way the LCBO merchandises cans is they just throw it on the shelf in the tray. So right now, you know, our logo is hidden by a brown cardboard tray, which makes it a little hard to find the beer on shelf. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we would have never probably learned that, you know, from our basements amongst the pandemic, unless we just got out there with something. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, super proud to say we've now gone through a rebranding exercise. There's a brew happening today, which will be our first batch packaged in an updated label. It's going to be a lot sharper on shelf. And as we started to learn, you know, other stakeholders and what's important for uh, the business, we're able to pivot, learn, and now come out with kind of a version two that we're even more excited about than version one. So it's all about that, that iterative kind of continuous learning. For sure. It's great to have a plan, but as, as soon as you, you hit the ground running, the plan pretty much goes out the window. And like you say, you, you got to pivot, you got to adapt. Uh, you just got to make some, make it work sometimes. Yeah. Looking back, you've already touched on a couple things, problems that you encountered. Looking back now, is there anything that you would have wished that you'd known when you started out and that maybe would have caused you to do things a little bit differently? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword. Certainly, there'd be some things that we would be armed with knowledge we're armed with now to help us make decisions in the early days. But there's also a lot of things that would probably scare me off from even diving into them in the first place. So I like, Robin, what you said about a little bit of naivete sometimes sometimes is the saving grace and kind of pursuing a dream and, and building a new brand. So for me, I don't know that I would wish I, I knew any of this. You know, it's, it's exciting learning and, and um, overcoming these challenges as they come up. Obviously, the more knowledge you can have in the early days, the better. But my advice to any other people kind of listening that are interested in starting their own brand, just start small. Start in the evenings after work and, and just start slowly putting things to, into place. And um, I also found that like other entrepreneurs were really gracious with their time and giving me advice and input on the project. So the uh, opportunity is there for anyone out there. Find me on LinkedIn, find me on Instagram, reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to help and, and kind of share that. But sometimes I think, you know, you want to know as much as possible, but you don't want to overdo it. So I'm a big believer in just getting a product to market and start getting real feedback. 
There's no way to know all the answers ahead of time. And sometimes uh, trial and error still does work as, as yeah. much as you would. You want to go to school. You want to hear from other people. You want to pick other people's brains. Sometimes you just got to jump in, make your mistakes, learn from it, move on. Absolutely. And same goes when you're, when you're learning a new sport or a hobby, you know, that's another thing that's, you know, really important to us at rally is we want to encourage people to go on a new adventure, try something bigger. And the first step is, is just start spending time outside and, and doing those things. And um, as a brand, we'd love to support and inspire people to, to do that. You know, Alan, speaking of uh, trying new sports, Al's been bugging me for a few years now to get into road biking, but I'm not convinced that my 200 pound frame in the spandex, I'm not so sure about that right now. So <laughs> Al's going to keep asking and I'll probably keep putting uh, roadblocks in his way. So Alan, on the podcast, you know, we love talking about the entrepreneur's journey. Success Leaves Clues is the title. So obviously you've shared some things that I think other existing entrepreneurs and hopeful entrepreneurs can, can benefit from. I think you've shared a lot of great information here. But we also we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly on the show. And, and you've shared some of those things as well. But you know, we all get into entrepreneurship really to be successful, to be happy, to be passionate about what we're doing to help people. So maybe, you know, as a as, as a kind of wrap-up to this episode. What's been the most rewarding thing about starting your own business? Yeah, it's a good question. There's definitely been some like pivotal moments that were very rewarding. So, you know, I've got pinned up on my wall, the first receipt from day one of deliveries to LCBO. I bought a couple That's cans. Cool. I was super nervous. Like, is the barcode even going to scan? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> we did our due diligence. but uh, You know, you never know what's going to happen. So just seeing something that you've created out in the wild, to me, though, has been the most rewarding. So COVID's been tough on everyone. It's tough to build community and, and feel that sense of community when you're sort of stuck at home right now. But for us, seeing the product out in the wild, seeing complete strangers posting it on social media, enjoying it, understanding the purpose of it. You know, we see lots of people post a picture of a rally beer next to their Garmin watch with they've just finished uh, maybe a five kilometer run. Maybe they just finished a marathon. We've got a one guy that's doing 42 marathons in 42 weeks for his 42nd birthday. So that's exciting to me. See the product being part of someone's adventure and a big audacious goal like that. But it's been equally exciting to see someone doing a couch to 5k and including rally as part of that kind of that spirit of getting out on a new adventure, getting active, living a balanced lifestyle. That's been the biggest thing for me is just, just seeing other people enjoy it and seeing it make a difference, you know, it's a tough product. It is alcohol. So it, you get a little bit of taboo sometimes, but it's amazing to see a lot of people pick it up and include it as part of their outdoor adventure and hopefully be a small part of the inspiration to get them to do something a little crazy like the guy doing 42 marathons. I can't promise you not even one marathon, but what I can promise you is I may do a post after maybe a 30 minute Peloton run. That's, that's a little go. more of my speed. That's a big win. <laughs> and, and that's the whole point, you know, celebrate those wins, you know, both big and small. Exactly. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. I think there's a lot of value here. Appreciate you sharing your story. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Rally? Yeah, I think the the easiest way to find me, I think I'm an easy guy to to get a hold of. LinkedIn, look me up there. I'm always posting about Rally on there, as well as Instagram, at Rally Beer Co. We're running the social media accounts ourselves. We do everything ourselves. We want to hear customer feedback and respond directly. So we love hearing from new fans awesome. on social media. 
Awesome. Well, that does it for today's episodes. As always, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. If you have questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn or even on Clubhouse. We're on Clubhouse as well. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one.